Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Last Word, W-E-R-D. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you're glad to have me in your car, in your headsets, earbuds, AirPods, however it is you take your 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 podcast, however you cast a pod. Uh, so uh, this is episode three. I'm doing episode three. It's, in my eyes, in my mind, officially a podcast now. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Uh, uh, did two podcasts this week, and so where I kind of let people know on those episodes that I have a podcast, really nobody at all knows. My girlfriend barely knows. Fiance, wife, whatever you want to call her. The person who is the other half of my life. Um, and uh, because you're really not supposed to like put it out there until you have a catalog, I'm not producing, like I said, these podcasts. And so there's not there's not like this long, strenuous... Uh, this is going to be out a week from now type of uh, situation. Uh, I just put these out as I do. So other people usually record three, produce them. And then uh, once they put them out, they let people know. So this is just me. Okay, this is my third one. And uh, so what I, my plan is, uh, once those other podcasts, I did one with Brandon Lejean, a uh, good friend, and uh, Adam Chong, also good friend. Uh, both of them, I think, at least tell me they got their start in stand-up doing The Green Room, which is a a room that I used to run pre-pandemic. It was a pay-to-play. I think it was like one of two pay-to-plays in all of Orange County. Um, I know people look down on pay-to-play, but hey, in the end, it's got to be a business and you got to make it run. I think I ran the best pay-to-play because I really tried to make it a good, fun environment. That's my opinion on it. I gave everyone a free drink you know, really try to keep it positive. The reason I like, it's a slotted. The reason I like slotted mics is because it really gives you a chance to do repetitions on your stuff. Um, but anyway, I digress as I want to do. Uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, when those podcasts come out, Adams and uh, Brandon's, uh, respectively, Hadu Lamse and uh, Your Last Resort, that's Brandon's, uh, I'm going to scream I'm going to screenshot the ones, uh, like how many podcasts I've been on in the last year. And then on the next part of my Instagram story, I'll be like, hey, and by the way, I got a podcast too. And maybe you could listen to it. And the first three minutes of the third episode is just going to be me talking about my podcast or something like that. It'll go something exactly like that. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, I'm going to talk about some, some stupid stuff and some serious stuff. That's kind of how I feel like is my flavor. Cause I want, I want to win you over. I want you to have fun listening, but I also want to talk about stuff I got opinions on. Cause I feel like, I feel like I think about my opinions a lot and I take a lot of things into consideration and I, I would like to do my part in contributing to conversations out there. So, uh, I mean, okay, this is stupid. But I've been I've been binge watching Bob's Burgers, dude. I fucking love that show. Bob's Burgers. I'm thinking of all the shows. First of all, like there's so much content out there to consume, right? There's so much content out there and so much of it is fucking garbage. It's like horrible garbage. Sometimes I get high and I just want to I'm like, let's fall in love with something else. Let's try something new, you know? And then I waste an hour of my time, like, watching about 10 minutes or so of different shows. And I'm like, dude, these are garbage. And the thing is, I know a lot of you out there like them. Like, uh, 
okay, like I tried to watch the Umbrella Academy. I know a lot of people liked that. I don't know if they still like it. Uh, I don't know where, I don't know if they're even in season two or whatever. Uh, it just seemed to me so like teen angsty. Like everybody's always arguing this very like stereotypical scene types. Like I, I could just like, I don't even need to watch it. I just know how it's going to go and how it's going to end. And I don't know. That's how I feel like a lot of stuff is out there. But I feel like maybe a lot of people like watching that stuff because uh, you don't want to be thinking too hard when you're consuming, you know, you're putting, you're, you're putting your brain on a cruise control when you're consuming content. And that's kind of what I love about Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is, it's like, it's just smart enough. It's low pressure. Because like the stuff that isn't just stupid is like, it takes so much out of you. Like, for instance, I still have not watched, uh, what is it, Breaking Bad. Still haven't watched, I'm the only person I know, well, me and, and Rachel, my fiance. Uh, but she doesn't watch anything. I, I do what I call movie raping her, where, <laughs> where I just start watching something that I know is good. And so, like, I know, if, if, I know the first scene is good, so I know it's going to, like, draw her in. And then she'll end up watching it. But if I propose the idea of let's sit down and watch something she'll really give me this look of like are you gonna fucking make me do this are you gonna make me sit down for an hour and a half and take something in and so we can also never watch a movie in a sitting we always do it while we eat in these like 15 minute to half hour increments and usually i can feel her tuning out where she's like is this a good place to pause can we pause do we have to this is i mean this is fun but it's like like this like my time, like we're dying slowly right now. So can we maybe watch it another time? You know, so I still haven't watched Breaking Bad. Uh, I just feel like it's going to be so like emotionally taxing. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I've seen little bits and pieces of it and I can tell, I can tell I'm going to be in love with it. And then I'm just going to be so, uh, I'm just going to be so, what you call it? Involved, uh, uh, invested. I'm going to be so invested. Like, uh, I think maybe a, f a first for like many of us to binge was Game of Thrones. I held out for that. I held out on that for like four years. And then I watched the first four seasons in two weeks because I couldn't put it down. And we would stay up all night watching like three, four hours of Game of Thrones. Oh my God. So anyway, Bob's Burgers is none of that. It's not emotionally taxing. You don't get stressed out from the little tension that, you know, it's it's just cringe enough. You know, it, it's it's not like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't take too much out of you, but it's also not too stupid. It's not so wonky. It's very grounded in like this family is poor, but they work hard, you know, which I feel like everyone can really get on board with that. I feel like most of us, like there's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue out there that like if you're poor then fuck you it's because you're lazy and a lot of that is bullshit. Most people I know are doing cocaine to stay awake for their second job. You know what I mean? Like they're they're really hustling. A fr a friend of mine uh, did did a set on stage and I hope he brings back this story because it's so it's so true to life but it's it's also just true. He works construction, and you can think about this as debauch, but it's functional, okay? He's working construction, and some of the guys he works with are smoking crack to just so that they can stay awake. They have to wake up early in the morning, they have to work long days, 
And this is a thing that's going to work every time. If they smoke crack, they will be awake. Coffee may not work. You know, there's only so much coffee you can drink and then you just get tired and jittery, you know? By the way, side note, I was just listening to a couple, like my last two episodes and I'm just like, I love the parts where my voice isn't droning and I don't know how I do that. Like, it's not something that I really like, I'm good at turning on and off. So I hope I'm not droning too much, but I know as time goes on, it'll get more and more droney. That's another reason I don't want these to be too long because I'm the only one doing it. So I don't get a chance to rest. So we don't want dead air on the podcast, you know. But uh, Bob's Burgers, and and so um, Rachel also loves it, my fiancé. For anyone who doesn't know, Rachel is my fiancé. So I would rather say my fiancé than Rachel. I don't know what I'd rather say. Whatever comes out, just know that those two are the same thing. Okay. Anyway. Um, Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, she would rather watch it also because, like, for instance, Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm is a show that I think is genius. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people agree with that. It's highly improvised, which I think is the reason why the arguments are so loud and fighty because they, they're just happening in the moment, you know, because he, he's just like, okay, the plot is predetermined, but how we get there is going to be improvised. And I think that's part of what's great about it. Um, and she's like, she like Rachel just gets, she just can't stand it. Like, she's like, Oh, I can't stand this guy. And she can't stand it. Cause it's true to life. You've met people like that. And that's why I think a lot of us love it. We're like, dude, this is so true to life, but it is tense. It can get tense sometimes, you know, and Bob's burgers is just like, there's the boy crazy. Like no, no one in the show is attractive by the way, either. Even like anyone who they're going to call a hot girl is like kind of this is just a skinnier egg shape. You know, they're all, they're all egg-shaped people with sort of eggish shaped heads. And if they're handsome, you just know by the way they hold themselves, not because they're, like, in any way attractive, you know? I don't know. It, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. And it's just, like I say, grounded in reality. Like, this, this poor family, like, my dad, I can, I can relate to it because my dad owned a restaurant when I was a kid, and we used to work in it. Me and my brother used to work in it. My little sister never got to, like, learn that life of, like, having to wash dishes on a Saturday night to earn your money and get paid, getting paid what the fucking illegal workers get paid and doing the work that even they would not do. That you could easily just hire somebody, but he's just like, why would I hire somebody? I have a family. I have kids. They can pick the used condoms off of the sidewalk. Shit like that. I'm serious. He would, like, and then he would get other businesses and make us work those. Like, he he would buy he would buy property in these horrible places. He would only buy property in the hood, in Compton and East Side Long Beach, because there's, there's nice Long Beach, there's Belmont Shores, and then there's East Side Long Beach, which is, you know, where your house is going to get broken into, and shit happens. My, bro- my dad actually got robbed, and we, th- we think he got stabbed with a nail file, because it was a very blunt, you know, you, you get it, it's a dangerous place, and he would leave us there for hours, like, a 14 year old and a 10 year old or a 16 year old and a whatever is four less than that, a 12 year old. And, and sometimes he would leave us there with equipment that didn't work. So he'd come back, he would leave us there for like four hours, six hours. We'd, and like to, to mow like a field, like what looks like a wheat field, like a three foot high, like a lawnmower wasn't meant for that. That's like machete work, you know? 
and and then he'd come back. He's like, "How come it's not mowed?" We're like, "You can't mow this, Dad. This is unmowable. It's not unmowable." And then he would just start pick. He would just pick the whole thing up with his hands. So clearly, Bob from Bob's Burgers is not uh the fucking uh old school. Uh, grew up in the Ecuadorian hood, uh, third world hood, <laughs> fucking alpha male. Uh, that uh, yeah, <laughs> that my dad was. But I can relate on at that level that like we lived in the hood and my dad owned a business and so somehow we were prosperous but also not you know, and so my parents specifically when we moved to a middle class neighborhood, they kind of kept this hood mentality like they would never pay for anything. Everything in the house was always you know half half fixed or half broken or something like that and so like in bob's burgers it's like the exact same way and i feel like a lot of us have like something like that shared experience you know like your parents like your parents like just weren't on top of shit all the time and maybe they faked it i don't know maybe a lot of you are just like no my parents like were good at stuff and they you know did a good job but anyway it's just it's it's smart it's it's gra- just grounded enough and that's what i love about it i guess is what i'm saying anyway so i love bob's burgers what i'm saying and i'm going backwards through the seasons because i don't know what i have and haven't watched because i used to watch it on tv and then i you know didn't watch tv ever again and i don't know how many seasons i even watched and i've seen episodes here and there so i started at the last season now i'm season nine and then i have to go back to season eight and then once i see stuff i've seen before i can't watch it anymore so it's a lot of fun and it's just smart enough. To me, it's like the new Simpsons, the way the Simpsons used to be. Simpsons used to be smart like that. I don't know. I don't know. Some of you may still like it. Like, I forget it exists oftentimes. And I think they're in the, like the 30th or something season. I don't even know. But like after season 11, it was just like, it was like once they went digital, they from what I understand, because I've watched the first like eight seasons, like we owned the first eight seasons like when I was a kid. And so I've just seen those episodes over and over and they never get old for me. They're just so smart. And there's always just more jokes. Like they had jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes. And so you can always go back and there's more. And I can even like recite a lot of them. And they're just, to me, it's it's not just that they're a part of my childhood. It's just like really smart because there's definitely stuff from like my childhood that like, I no, it didn't age well. And like, I can't go back to it you know, this stuff, like, it checks out, you know what I mean? And then, uh, so watching the DVD commentary, what I learned was, once they went digital, and they could render stuff, like, almost in real time, they stopped doing rewrites. And so they just went with the first joke. And the first joke is, it's like, you need rewrites, is all I'm saying. You need a write. I was talking about that today on uh, Adam's podcast. I was on Adam Chong's podcast today. Harulamse. I'm going to say it as often as I can so that people know they should tune into Harulamse if they haven't already. It's a great podcast. He always talks to great people, fun people to talk to, and uh, people who are really serious about comedy. And, and Anyway. But uh, we were talking about just joke writing. Like, It's not an easy thing for, you know, it, it takes some meditation is what it takes. This uh, this hustle that we do, comedy, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of like, I say meditation, but like when I say it in plain English, I'm say, I say it takes a lot of staring at walls. Like you sit there and stare at the wall and you're thinking about this thing, you know, or you're driving in your car. And if you want to think about it properly, no music. You can't have music on because you, you can't have things interrupting. You can't have words, lyrics interrupting or even 
emotions that break the current of what's going on in your brain. I'll sit and think about like a single joke. I'm like, okay, okay, this bit needs a joke. This beat, this bit needs a joke other than what it has right now. And I, I just, I'm like, uh, and sometimes you're even like, am I even thinking anything? Like, is this going anywhere? And at some point it'll just like the whole fucking cartoon light bulb. I'm like, and you'll try it out. And that's the comedy gasm. You try out that joke and it works and you're like, oh, dude, I got it. I got, I got three seconds worth of entertainment. <laughs> anyway, um, so it is 3.17 a.m. I don't want this to last long. I want to be able to go to sleep at a decent time tonight. And I want to be able to play piano before I go to bed. So the next topic I wanted to talk about, this is, okay, this is, it's going to be a downer, but I, I kind of I kind of want you to understand things the way I understand them. Uh, I I really know that we need to just think about things a little bit differently. Okay, so people are saying the pandemic's over. It's clearly not. We're still wearing masks. Uh, a lot of things still happening outdoors. Uh, businesses are still going to be able to operate out of doors. Gavin Newsom said, at least here in California. Uh, on the upside, we're also going to be able to have our uh, alcohol out of doors. Which, if, if anything comes of this pandemic positive, I hope that the ABC Alcohol Board of Control gets dissolved because it's like the stupidest thing in the world. If you don't know what it is, it's the ABC, the Alcohol Board of Control. And, <coughs> excuse me, basically what it is, if if you own a business, you have to pay them $10,000 to be able to sell alcohol. That's all it is. Uh, maybe it's 13000 and there's two different types of licenses. There's a beer and wine license, and some people sell soju. You may know the soju bars. Those are people who have beer and wine license licenses, but they want to be able to make mixed drinks, so they sell soju. And sake, or whatever. Soju is like a close cousin of sake, from what I understand. I'm pretty sure it's all rice-based. Anyway. Um, and then there's the hard liquor license, which is super expensive, because you're going to make a lot of money. And... Excuse me. And it's really like like I I like what the fuck are you even paying for? You're paying for like you're not getting any kind of special training in being able to make sure that people aren't drinking who aren't over 21, you know? It doesn't doesn't take a fucking any kind of can do you think you can check an ID? You know what I mean? It's the stupidest thing. Like I've never had to as a bartender as the person who's on the front line of that no one's ever had to like okay, so this is how you check an ID. And this is where they're like, just check the ID. You have an ID. You know what an ID looks like. Just make sure they're over the age of 21, 21 or over. And that's 100% of what it takes to sell alcohol. There's no reason why anybody should have to. There's no reason why everybody shouldn't be able to sell alcohol somewhere. Except for if you're having too many people and you live in a residential area. If you have too many people over and you live in a residential area, then you're a nuisance. That's an entirely different story. There's no reason why you should have to pay on top of what you pay for rent and what it costs to run a business, it's fucking robbery. They just find every way to rob you. So, And part of this is this whole concept of like, you can't drink outside, or if you drink outside, then there needs to be like a three-foot barrier between like the business and the sidewalk or something, because somehow the the floodgates of debauchery are open if you are holding a beer outside of the business which now we understand is a non-issue and 
even when you go to Vegas, the city of sin, I mean, the shit that happens that's debauch happens in debauch places, not out on the street because people are holding their drinks. So it's just a moronic thing. And it's funny to me that people who uh, say they hate government regulation are completely fine in like places like that are like dry counties, you know, and they're they're just pushing to be able to like drink on a Sunday or sell liquor on a Sunday, you know, it's it's hilarious to me. Uh, but I've gone on a tangent because that's not even really what I want to talk about. Uh, what I want to talk about is, so uh, I'm going through this whole thing, uh, which I believe is part of uh, the state and the, the local um, governments are trying to get their money back that they've lost in the pandemic. I don't understand how they would lose money in a pandemic because, well, I guess they gave us money, but did the Fed give us money? We're not even really 100% sure. At least I'm not. But anyway, so what they're doing is they're they're recouping it in punitive damages. That kind of, so half of my street is now illegal to park on. That's a brand new thing. So there's nowhere to park. So like, you live in a place, and where do you park? You understand? I, I don't feel like I have to go too into detail with this. You live in a place, you have to park your car. And the entire concept of like paying a fine for not being able to park your car, it's something that like you you have no control over it's like a force of nature you know it's like is there parking where i live i hope you know and so for this lack of infrastructure the onus of solving the problem is completely on you and you and you and you have to pay a fine because they failed to plan for the fact that people just need a place to like you're paying enough for your you pay for your car you pay for your insurance you had to take a loan out on the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? You have to pay uh, to get it registered every single year. You just have to, like this car, you just have to pay and pay. And now you, you pay an extortion on just being able to fucking put the thing somewhere when you go to sleep at night. I mean, fuck even just having to like go to work or something like that. Because people have to do that too. I was actually thinking today, like when you go to a city, a place, LA or a place like Los Angeles... The price that it costs to park your car sometimes is the same as what it costs to go to like a theme park, except you just need to put this fucking thing somewhere. You haven't even set foot somewhere and you already have to spend this money. And it's just an, it's just an infrastructure thing. It's an oversight and it's like, we're going to treat you like the asshole for doing it. And, and cities have done this before, like LA, uh, they planted trees in the sidewalk in front of houses and when the trees started turning up the sidewalk inside out, they charged, they had to fix it and they charged all the homeowners the bill. They gave them the bill, which is like, dude, I didn't fucking put that tree there. Why the fuck am I paying extra money? Like I'm already struggling, you know? So we're all already poor. We're all already struggling and we have to pay money. And that's kind of how they handled the pandemic. They're like, hey, so uh, scientists and medical professionals have warned us for decades that this would be an eventuality not an if but a when you know just a pandemic similar to this and uh we were told to have a plan we kind of had a plan but tell you what we're just gonna make sure that you can't go to work but that you still have to pay rent so just this whole thing's on you you wear a mask you don't go to work everything's on you and by the way the 10 minute tests are now more available but they've always there's always been a 10 minute test but they made that up. I don't know how much they cost now. They might be free. But I paid $200 for a 10-minute test when I took one last year. And a 10-minute test would have solved a lot. Not the whole problem, but it would have solved a huge chunk of the problem. If you could just 
get out and take a 10 minute test, you know, and then you're like, okay, well, we can go to work. Everyone here has been tested today. You can test them every single day. You don't have to wait 24 hours or nine days in some cases. Anyway, so that's just, it's just this similarity. It's this kind of a continual theme of like, there's an infrastructural oversight, but is it an oversight or is it just like, is it just kind of a fucking way to stick it to you? Cause it seems like they just kind of like to stick it to you, you know? And that's my, that's my conspiracy theory. That's as deep as my conspiracy theories go. You know, I'm not talking about, uh, world leader pedophiles, which I'm sure that there are, uh, but I don't believe that I will be able to solve them. But I do believe we can solve these little problems. Uh, but it's it's it takes some doing. Uh, let's see. I believe there was a third thing I probably wanted to talk about so that I don't end on a bummer. Last time I tried not to end on a bummer, episode two. I hope I succeeded. I don't know if I did. I would never listen to a half hour of me talking. I hope you enjoy listening to a half hour of me talking. Uh, because otherwise... Uh, Otherwise, why the fuck am I doing it? No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I have fun doing the podcast. I hope you have fun listening to it. I wouldn't do this if I didn't have fun doing it. I love talking. I love talking to you. I love thinking that somebody might be listening. Um, so I did. I'm just going to go over and see if I land on something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to riff it. I'm going to riff it just like when you're at an open mic. Um, I did two podcasts in the last week. I love the fact that people would even think to put me on a podcast I'm definitely not like the first choice or anything like that. They definitely you know, get their close friends on there first and maybe people of influence. But I'm just glad to get the call. You know, it's like when you get booked on a show, you get booked on a show, you're always flattered. You're like, hey, thanks for thinking of me. I got booked today for the June 26th. I, I think I did at least. He just said, are you good June 26th? But I'm pretty sure it's the Idiots United show at Accidental Chaos. If anybody listening knows what that is accidental chaos puts on these amazing shows it's a teeny tiny space with just this energy they just got this fucking energy these two guys uh adam and tom they put just a whole bunch of adam uh smith and tom epstein or epstein i'm not sure it's no relation to the other epstein um but uh you know they just they live and breathe this uh comedy club that they that they invented on their own they put on shows every week. There's going to be a show this week. It's going to have Jeremiah Watkins. It's going to be great. It's going to have some other people I really love on it. I plan to go Wednesday. So it's going to be a whole L.A. day for me. Thinking about moving out to L.A. Thinking about it. I'm getting tired of this hour uh, back and forth commute. This two-hour commute really gets in the way. The only problem is when you move to L.A., you kind of commute anyway because everything is just so spread out. Uh, unless you live in just a really strategic place. Ultimately, I would love to have like a city house and a rural home. So like a place to get away from it all and a place to like be in the thick of it. That That's kind of like the goal. But, uh, you know, we got, uh, we got a show coming up. Also, Green Room. I probably mentioned it last podcast. I'm going to continually mention it until we have the show and then I'll talk about the next show. Uh, June 23rd. And uh, Eric Escobar is going to be on it. Alyssa Petit, John Yabes, uh, RJ Signs is going to be hosting. He's such a fantastic host. He has such great energy. I would have him host every single time. I just love having the the practice. I just need the practice. So that's why I host. Uh, but I mean, if it was just for like who's better at the job, I would have RJ host every single 
time. Um, he's got such great energy. He's got, he's always working on new material, you know, who else? I know, I know I missed some people who are going to be on the show. Uh, I said, uh, John Yavis, Alyssa Petit, Eric Escobar. Oh, come on, man. I think I mentioned the same three people last time. I feel like I have to look it up. Give me one second. Give me one second of silence so I can think about the other three people who I know are fantastic and are going to do a great job. Shit, it is not coming to me. God damn it. I know they're great, and I know I'm going to love them. It's it's all LA people, I think, this time, too. I'm going to fucking look it up. I'm going to fucking do it. Let's see. I believe... Okay. 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 I'm just saying okay a lot so that there's not a whole lot of dead silence. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Ernesto Ledesma? Oh, yeah. Dude, he's fucking great. Ernesto Ledesma? Uh, James Demon? Oh, sh- how could I not mention James Demon? Dude, the guy is a brand on his own. And uh, Luis Noriega? Dude, this is a very fire lineup. I am so excited about this lineup. Um. Anyway, so uh, Rachel also made some uh, great animated flyers. So we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, normie reach out, is what I call it. I'm gonna get the normies to turn out the civilians, all you non comedians out there. I'm gonna turn out. It's gonna be a fantastic show. I want to make everyone in Santa Ana an addict of this show. They know it's gonna come once a month. They can't wait. They're telling their friends about it. It's just such a great experience, like with the music and everything and. And everyone has a great time and just out there on the promenade, like it really feels like a party. And that's really what I wanted. It feels like a party. So uh, anyway, I hope to see you all there. I'm reaching that half hour mark. I never want to talk for more than a half an hour. I never live. I never want to listen to you for more than half an hour. I love all of you. Um, yeah. So uh, until next time, uh, follow at Green Room Comedy. Follow me at Bad Motherfucker Named Gino on Instagram, on TikTok. I swear I'm going to have some TikTok content soon. We have brand new flyers out. We have the show coming up. We have the mic on Tuesdays. And uh, I'll, I'll see you out there in the world. All right. Love you all. Bye.